Welcome to The Real Life Buyer. In this podcast, you will discover interviews with procurement and technical experts, business owners, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. These experts will help you to develop and grow, accelerate your career, improve your business, save money, and buy smart. Now introducing The Real Life Buyer, Dave Barr. Hello, and welcome to The Real Life Buyer. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Desi Bolin from Washington in America. Desi is the CEO of Virtually Sourced, a creative solutions company helping businesses grow, create, and implement best business practices to help their clients streamline their organizational management. Desi has a team of 12 that have a wide depth and breadth of knowledge that covers over 70 Yes, I did say 7070 specialities from general to advanced support for business and operations. The business stands on pillars of accessibility, accountability, and affordability, along with comfortability and communication, and focus on networking, building relationships, and helping others. So without further ado, I'm delighted to welcome Desi onto the podcast. Hello, Desi. Hey, Dave, it's great to be here. I'm happy to, to provide some, some massive value for you and your audience. Fantastic. Uh, well, thanks for coming to join us today. Uh, perhaps you could explain a little more about your background and what led you to the creation of Virtually Sourced. Absolutely. So my background, I've always been this classic type A overachiever. So I graduated with a 4.25 from, from high school. I, I went to college for a year for business administration. And then I, I figured out that I didn't like a set schedule. So I uh, turned around and got a degree in medical coding and billing in a year. And, you know, I, I really just wanted to do something that would allow me to serve massive amounts of people on my own terms. Um, and that's what really led to the creation of Virtually Sourced. Primarily, first and foremost, I'm a mom. So I have two kids. They're six and four. I do homeschool them. Uh, so it's imperative that I'm here and, and present. And I started the company when my daughter was five months old. So we've been going on four years now. Uh, here in a couple of months, and it's it's been fantastic. We really just uh, love to provide a holistic, one-stop shop type of solution for businesses. That's fun. Uh, that is fantastic. Really, um, I have one child. He's well into his teenage years now. So uh, having two at that age and uh, being successful in business, that uh, really is a full-time job. So uh, congratulations on that. Interested to know about what you would say your core beliefs principles and behaviors were and and how are these demonstrated through your business yeah so i really wanted to create this this like i said one stop shop solution and doing that a lot of times it falls outside the price range of a lot of people and what they can afford. So the model I've created with this business is is very modular. So what happens is I customize each scope of work and each pricing tier based on the needs of the client. So it depends, you know, if they need some lower level admin work, that could be a lot uh, lower priced, you know, I, and I take into account everyone's situation. So I do have some, some older ladies who I work with, they're, they're on pension and still trying to build a business. So good for them, but I'm happy to support them in a way that allows them to still not live above their means. And that I take pride in. And then 
accessibility is is speaking to you always being able to get in touch with me. I'm I'm active six different ways all the time. So I, I respond almost instantaneously, you know, barring I'm out of mobile service because I do live very, very much in the country. But that that's part of it. But the other part of the accessibility is bringing these services that people either don't know exist or don't know how to utilize properly, but bringing it to everyone. And that's that's really what I love to focus on. Yeah. So I guess when you recruit um, staff or obviously when uh, you've, you've taken people on, you've assessed their fit with that kind of um, belief and persona. Absolutely. Everyone on my team has the same mindset and methodologies that I do, uh, the same service service-driven mindset and they're very passion-led. Um, in fact, almost everyone on my team is a mom themselves, including my mom. My mom is on my team. And and most of the ladies on my team, they have young kids like myself, so we can all relate to each other. Yeah, lovely, lovely. One of the things that um, I think businesses can tend to uh, forget is actually that relationship with the customer. They're so busy doing that perhaps they're, you know, they're, they're not in line with customers' needs. So understanding and regularly canvassing customers' needs and opinions can often be missed or perhaps infrequently assessed. I understand you have a tool called the Net Promoter Score Survey. Can you explain what this tool is, how it's applied, and what kind of outputs do you get from it? Absolutely. So I've actually kind of rebranded it because I've created a signature system around the survey. So it's, it's now called the Brand Promo Superpower Signature System. So it's the Brand Promo Survey, which is really built on the backbone of NPS. But I've built it out to include roadmap questions, quantitative and qualitative data, where they excel, where they need improvement. And all of this is, of course, coming from the customer. So you really get deep, deep insight into the minds of your customers and figuring out what you should implement and what you should get rid of. The outputs, a lot of them, I put it into a kryptonite KPI, which is essentially a, a pain point heat map that highlights specific areas that needs to be worked on. So it's an easy visual for people to take a look at. And then I have a market domination strategy is what I call it. But it's a 35-page report, essentially, of uh, action plan and recommendations based on the survey data. And of course, I do include all of that, that qualitative and quantitative data in there. I give uh, recommendations. I give action plans. And the roadmap questions always provide newfound revenue. So a lot of times when I have a customer go through this survey, um, I'm actually doing a report on one right now, but they'll find, you know, upwards of $50,000 in additional revenue. Now, now, granted, that does take work. It's not $50,000 right off the bat. You have to implement these, these things that your customers are saying they want and they need to succeed. Okay. So if you said, you know, how many times have perhaps you've you run this for people? Um, what kind of, what, what's, what's the best result that you've seen over the years? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, because, uh, you know, we don't just give the report and then walk away. We actually stick with the company and implement these things. So uh, probably the best one is one that we just um, recently stopped working with the company. Uh, we were working with them for a year. They wound up landing at 17 times their enterprise value from where they started. They just turned around and sold for $1.2 billion. Blimey, that's uh, an incredible amount of money. 
Fantastic. So you, you earned every penny you were paid on that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a really good one. It was a fantastic team. You know, it's not just me and my team. It's also uh, the team that we're working with and, and the leadership, really. Okay. Okay. So th- th- 35 pages, that's an incredible amount of information. Uh, I guess it's not just words, it's graphical. Uh, when I think of these things, I think of like a spider's web and all the outside, the different types of issues or opportunities, and then it scales from the center. Is that the kind of thing we're talking about? Yes, we do have graphical representations, but we do have a, a lot of a lot of data in there. So it's not just graphical representations, it's also the written word um, and really outlining what our recommendations on based on you know four years of doing this over 64 different industries. So we have unique insight to give a company to really help them see. And I, we also do a report readout so I can walk them through each section of the report so they fully understand. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so when you're engaged by a client to conduct, let's say, an overall business review, and obviously they're looking for areas for improvement, what kind of tools and methods do you use that help your team to drill down into their business quickly and then cover those low-hanging fruit? Yeah, absolutely. So we we do a deep dive conversation. That's really, you know, communication is big. You have to talk it out. So we do a deep dive conversation to figure out what they currently have in place what they're doing to build up their customer experience. And then, you know, just off a 60 minute conversation, I can give them best practices and recommendations for things to implement and things to change. Um, So absolutely, we can do a business review um, that's fairly quick and has a a turnaround. But again, I'm not just going to give you recommendations and walk away. If you need assistance with it, of course, I'm there. Right. Okay. And you seem to cover quite a widespread of business sizes from perhaps the smaller end of scale, as you mentioned about the older ladies to quite big companies here. So, you know, that's an an incredible amount of um, information you need to gather fairly quickly on the big boys, I guess, at least. It is. It, it really is. But that's the beauty of virtually sourced in this in this amazing company I've created, because I what I do can literally be applied to anyone at any stage in their business. And it doesn't have to be a business owner. It doesn't have to be leadership. It can be business development departments, sales and marketing departments. We do predictive index analyses where we figure out working styles um, between teams and individuals. So we really run the gamut in terms of of things that we can do, you know, and there really is no limit. Right. Right. Okay. You you mentioned there, obviously, sales and marketing. Um, Can you talk us through Mm -hmm. an example, perhaps, of when you've identified a business lacking, perhaps the processes that need to drive leads and sales? Um, And so what have you put in place to kind of reverse those sort of issues and problems? Well, yeah, a lot of it is is building automation. So we do drip campaigns. We'll like we'll build out drip campaigns with content um, because we believe in high engagement. So we run lead nurture campaigns that are six touches. And on average, it takes eight to 10 touches of getting in front of someone before they'll consider buying from you. So by the time that they're getting in front of the client, they're already a warm lead. And a lot of times that converts into sales. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so obviously when you're doing these campaigns, 
that must promote an awful lot of uh, engagement. Um, and some of that may well be obviously going through email. And I guess one of the risks with this is that your clients could become fairly quickly overwhelmed with email coming in and responses and such. So what kind of tips and techniques can you share that, that help us gain control of that kind of generating beast of information so we can clear the clutter, we can organize ourselves and prioritize those emails that really matter? Yeah, I do a lot of work with organizing emails. Um, so what I tell people to focus on, if you obviously have leads coming in from your website or a landing page, those are going to take precedence. Obviously under current clients, because you want to keep your current clients happy, but next is going to be the leads. And you really want to focus on responding quickly to those because that's going to build on the customer experience. Um, but yes, people do sometimes get overwhelmed, especially when uh, we're doing something that we're seeing a lot of great traction with. But see, that's what I'm here for because I'm not going to just leave someone high and dry and say, well, you you made your bed, now you got to lay in it. <laughs> no, I actually walk, walk them through and, and um, help them navigate this new environment environment because it, it can get overwhelming and the amount of information that comes in can be quite a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so how do you, let's say you're receiving hundreds of emails a day, how on earth can you kind of filter those quickly and, and put them into the right pigeonholes? Well, see, if you get like newsletter emails, I always recommend putting in um, email filters. So essentially rules with your email inbox to sort it into a folder for you to go back and look at later so it doesn't clog the inbox. You want to keep your inbox as free as possible. For example, myself, I keep all of my inboxes at zero. I probably have about 10 different email inboxes. And, you know, that's really the best way to not miss any important information, not miss a new lead, not miss uh, an important email from a client. Um, adding those rules for things that are not important, like bills or newsletters or uh, resources, those that's really the best way. So I guess you'll use or you encourage the use of social media quite, quite a bit. Do you specialize in certain areas like either be it Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or LinkedIn or all of the above? And how do you decide which is best for your clients to focus on as a medium to engage with customers? Well, it's really what they're comfortable with. I, for one, I really only market on, on LinkedIn and that, I don't even call it marketing. I call it lead nurture because it's, it's very important to build that foundational relationship. Uh, my business has operated solely on word of mouth and referral for the entire four years I've been operating. And a lot of that has to do with networking. I love networking. I love meeting people and hearing the stories and figuring out how I can best serve them. And that's highly, highly important to me. But the social media accounts, that's really dependent on a lot of people are negative towards Instagram or they're negative towards Facebook. So I'm like, okay, we'll adjust. I always recommend going LinkedIn because it's the most professional social media platform there is. And again, it's it's really just dependent on the client. Everything I do is is a hundred percent customizable and fully dependent on the client. 
Okay. The, the other thing, I guess, with social media is that it needs to be or appears to need to be fed a lot to get an impact. You know, there, there are some people who say you have to post not just every day, but sometimes two or three times a day. Is that something you subscribe to? And, and how do you keep up with the pace of the creation of information to post? Yeah, no. So I have automated tools that I use, um, essentially uh, doing like planning at the beginning of the month for the whole month. There's tools and platforms out there that'll automatically post based on your schedule. So you build out the content and then you schedule it out and then you don't have to worry about it that month. All you have to worry about is going into those posts and engaging with any audience that's there, that's responding to you. And obviously you want to do some A-B testing. You want to find the topics that are hot, that people are responding to and really prove that you're the expert in that area. Okay. Okay. Thinking about, obviously you're helping people scale and many people start a business uh, and after achieving some success, perhaps they get some traction, but that traction can sometimes lead to stress. It's obviously more work. And if they don't have the defined systems and processes in place to cater for the scale and growth, then it become, again, it becomes overwhelming. So what would you say is good advice and good practice that helps people to you know, be prepared for hopefully some really good, strong growth? Yeah, absolutely. The one thing that I always recommend to anyone is get a CRM system in place. That's customer relationship management tool. I do have two that I recommend regularly. One is a very comprehensive free system for those that do not have the capital to invest in a system. And then obviously the other one is paid and that's the one I use. I've used both. I've, you know, I've used almost every CRM out there. (laughs) known demand but i have the two main ones that that i like to to recommend and a crm system is really really imperative especially if you're starting out in a business because it's a place for you to house it's essentially an address book it's a place for you to house all of your contact information for every person that you work with whether it be a collaborative partner a lead a prospect a client and then it tracks all of the communication between you and that person. So these systems I'm talking about, it'll track emails. You can put notes, you can put reminders in there. So you remember to follow up with them. It'll also track uh, phone calls if you link your phone to it. So it's a really, really comprehensive way to stay abreast of what your clients um, and prospects have heard from you. Yeah. These tools pretty simple to use? Do they take a lot of um, education and training or are they just very intuitive? They're pretty stinking intuitive. Um, I do give uh, some walkthroughs, especially for, for my older clients, the ones that are not so tech savvy. They do require a little bit of extra handholding, but I love doing it. So it's perfectly mm-hmm. fine. And they're user friendly. That's the most important thing. They are are user-friendly to a point where I don't really have to do much. I just have to walk you through how to add these people in and how to add a note and add an email, which of of course you can do straight through the system so it tracks it automatically. I wouldn't say it requires an exorbitant amount of training. It just takes a little bit. Yeah, and once you get started, I guess, then it's fairly easy to build on on a bit of a platform then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. 
So, so you obviously work with quite a range of businesses. What do you see perhaps as some of the key differences between the ones that are more successful than others? What sort of things do they demonstrate? Is it the people side? Is it the people who run the business? Or is it the system side? Or, or what would you say? It's really a combination. Of course, the people are the main component. You know, a leadership team and underlings have to work well together in the, in the customer experience in order to, to keep building that relationship. And of course, both of their relationship with the client or the prospect is, is imperative. But then again, on the flip side, you also have to have those automated systems and processes in place to continue to take care of that person. Okay. So if we're talking about leadership, obviously there's an awful lot of importance on that, especially if you have a, a significant team. So what sort of characteristics and behaviors have you seen that perhaps are the most motivational and help to galvanize teams to perform well? Well, you, you know, the survey that I was talking about, I've created one that we flip around and do internally. So we do, it's called the internal insight survey. It's, it's a really great way to figure out what your team needs, A, in terms of training and B, in terms of support. It's a great way to find out what they're needing to be successful for your business. A lot of times we'll turn around and do uh, winning complex sales or targeted account selling you know, trainings so people understand the importance of, of these concepts. The teams really respond well to it. They like being heard first and foremost, but then they like to be actually implemented. And that's it, it's proven to be highly successful in these teams. Yeah. Yeah. Just thinking you were very much a system lady and uh, we're talking about CRM. Have you come across some good software that is is great for keeping a track of your own people and staff and their development? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I mainly use Trello because I'm a lot more hands-on. There are some people who use automated systems to track to track their progress. And I am creating a course to train others to do what I do. It's going to be the SBA certification. But obviously there's platforms like Thinkific and Mighty Networks that track progress through. And you can do that for your team as well. My team will also be going through that course. Of course, I'm not going to charge them for it, but that's going to be on a, on a platform where I can track everyone's progress. <laughs> I see you got, you've been joined by your lovely daughter there. Should we say hi? <laughs> you want to say hi? Hello. No, you're going to be shy. Uh, yeah, oh, she's my four-year-old. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Well, hello, hello, four-year-old. <laughs> her name is Kira. All oh, right. Hello, Kira. Lovely. It's just how to explain <laughs> some of the noises people might see. It's, uh, it's great to see, actually. So uh, obviously, I'll, I'll keep us on track because uh, I know you're, you're, uh, I know small children can be um, short on patience and they, when they want their mum, they need their mum and that's that. So let's uh, quick, quickly progress on. Think about, um, you know, perhaps uh, how do people find out about you and your business and the things that you teach? What would be some good locations to research? I guess LinkedIn be one, but do you have um, lots of information on your website or the downloads people can look at? Uh, website is really the best place. There is everything that I've talked about is on there. Um, 
and obviously it, it outlines the services. Keep in mind, I don't keep pricing on there. Again, I customize it based on each person. A lot of times I'll get pricing questions and I'm like, you know, it really is based on you and what you need. We need to have a conversation. Yeah. yeah. So the website, I, I guess, is um, virtuallysource.com. Is that right? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. And it, of course, it has all of my contact information on there, but I can be found on Facebook Messenger and LinkedIn. And I'm active everywhere every day. And that, that plays to the accessibility pillar that I have. Uh, cool. Cool. So I'll ask you one more question while we still got some a uh, little bit of time. Um, so looking back on your own journey, what advice and lessons would you give to others starting out, particularly now in the in the climate, the financial climate and situation we are today? It's really find what you love and take a leap. It's not easy running a business. I will be the first to tell you it is not easy, but it is highly rewarding. And if you're scared or you're introverted and you're afraid that you're not going to be able to perform at a high level, you know, I'm always available for a phone call. Um, advice, guidance, a second set of eyes, reach out because I'm here and I want to help people navigate that journey. It's important for me to help others impact lives and only you can do what you do. So that is, is very, very important to me. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, we'll, uh, we'll uh, leave it there. We'll let you look after your uh, youngster. Um, but that's it's really inf- inf- really good information you've shared. Thanks so much for, for sharing that. Perhaps uh, some other time, depending on the feedback we get, maybe we can take a, a podcast on some specific areas and, and dive deep into it if, uh, if you're available. Absolutely. I would love to. be my pleasure. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thanks very much. Um, hope you have a lovely day because it's your morning and my afternoon. And um, take care. Absolutely, Dave. You too. I'll talk to you soon. So there's another Real Life Buyer podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it and it's given you some ideas and inspiration for greater action and achievement. If you are a purchasing or a supply chain professional, business owner or director, come and join my Facebook group, the Purchasing and Supply Chain Community Hub a safe place to engage with like-minded, friendly people. See you soon. Bye.